that job. I don't know what. Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. <laughs> I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to Stream Street Day. I actually can get this right. 360. Yeah, that's right. Nailed it. 360 days. No, that's wrong. Because it's 69 next week. So, 362. There we go. Got there in the end. Smashed it. Smashed it. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome today. As you can see, uh, while two surgery was painful, um, and it is quite swollen, uh, I'm still able to talk. So, uh, super happy about that. I'm joined by Mr. John Scrivens today. Hello, John Scrivens. How are you? I am really good, actually. I've slept an awful lot this week, which I think sometimes is actually just required, right? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. That lockdown depression giving us all some good sleeps, is what I'm saying. Although, That's Valheim... Don't play Valheim, guys. I'm not going to. Uh, AOSP, thank you for resubscribing. Hot Sauce Teddy. Hey, oh, Diadrin. Big love to you, Mr. Ho. Kids with SIDS. Uh, Jog PLC. Love Jog PLC. He's always there in the chat. Scott B. Talented bastard. N.A. Brooks. What's going on? Sergeant Rolf. The surgery was uh, fine. Can I just take a moment? Uh, I don't know if anyone who's listening is any sort of frontline worker, uh, but the dentist uh, was wearing, he was wearing basically, John, like a space helmet. With like um, an air circulation pack on his back. I don't know if you. So he was wearing him. a biohazard. He was wearing a hazmat suit. Kind of, but it was more like it was far more fu- Like it was far more into the future. Like it wasn't just like some plastic sheeting. Um, and uh, so and not then the, cut up and, bin bags then. Yeah, and then the lady, the lady nurse was also wearing like a, a bunch of a bunch of stuff as well. And I just it, it just struck me. I was thinking about it last night. It just struck me how much effort frontline workers, whoever they are, be they delivery drivers, dentists, doctors, nurses, how wonderful they all are and how much money they should get paid more. That guy, that lady, all of them should like go home from the day. Is all I was thinking. They should just go home from their shift, sit in the nicest lounge with their feet up, no worries or stresses. Maybe even a very well-paid maid brings them some stuff. Like that's how... Like, that's all I could think yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, so question, first question there, Rob. Yeah. Was it a dentist or did you go to space dentist? Because <laughs> that's what I'm seeing here. Is It's basically like they're space Egyptians. No, it's a space dentist. Done. That's what it was. Uh, it was it, it was just a regular. <laughs> it, was actually an, it was actually an emergency dentist in a rough part of Nottingham uh, where you have to get buzzed in through two separate doors. Uh, but anyway, all I wanted so to So like point an American out, school then? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my I'm god. on fire today. I'm, I can't help myself. Oh my god. All I wanted to say was uh, a special appreciation message from myself to all frontline people. Or anyone doing any job, of course, but those people just deserve loads of money and love. That's all I could think today. I know that's not very warhammery, but I'm just putting that out there into the world. Um, so, uh, teachers. And a, pay teachers and like a billion pounds. Especially if they're mothers doing those jobs as well on t- today of all day in the UK being Mother's Day. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'd like, like to thank my mother for being a bitch that made me who I am today. The salty man. <laughs> I knew it. Had it not been for her, you guys would not have got the reactionary man that you get before you today. John, happy Mother's Day to you. You well? And all to you. Twitch yeah. chat are really my mother. That's what I'm going to say. John, you're kind of like my mother. You guys are all brilliant. Oh, How God, are you all? Huh? You're wearing a clean pair of pants today, Rob. I am. Why? Because just have to check these things because sometimes you get a bit carried away. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I'm going to say hello to the chat because I'm sick of you. 
Uh, General Beef, I'm in its dudes where those spacesuit rebreathers. Meanwhile, Muggins here working for the fire brigade has a dust mask and a disposable plastic apron whilst we both do CPR on the same guy. General Beef, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I hope you get paid significantly well and also get a spacesuit uh, similar at the same time. But also, General Beef, while, yeah, you both doing CPR, if there's a fire, you're going to smash it. Like, I bet that guy's not fireproof. Um, uh, did your room get got married yesterday? Ah, oh, R. Brown! Made a few mates, missed the Vic GT for it, feel a bit bad for them. <laughs> oh, happy, but happy, what'd you say? Congratulations? Congratulations, Rob. <laughs> okay. uh, Bob and I'm hungover, time. first time in a year, love it. I bought Scarbrand 30 bloodletters drug class. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a drunk YouTube show where people just get drunk. I'm def- when we can when we're out of lockdown, I'm doing this show in TSN Arena. This is one of the shows we're doing. I'm getting like a group of guys drunk, and then when they're good and sloshed, giving them like a couple of hundred quid, like we'll crowdfund the money, a couple of hundred quid to buy an army, or they've got to buy it out of their own money. Do you know what I mean? Or like we'll interview them sober and be like, "What army do you think you want to buy?" And they'll be like, "Yeah, so I've got my two hundred quid. This is what I want to buy." But then get them hammered and see what they end up buying later on in the show. That's a good show. Oh, God. That's a good show, John. The amount of stuff that turns up at my house back in the day, and I was like, what, what? I don't even remember ordering this. Then I check my emails and go, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd want this T-shirt. I'll never wear it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a good show. That would be such a good show. Because it would just end up being, like, it would start off, out with, I think, really, like, sensible metapics, and then it would just end up with, like, large monstrous looking fellas who they like give nicknames to i would say because if they're all staying in the same room they'd sit there and slowly get more and more kind of like oh what about doing this and they'd egg each other on to the point where they'd all be making silly decisions because it'd be funny (laughs) exactly exactly razor wolf what am i painting all right twitch chat here we go so i'm painting a weapons rack so on uh, ollie town which is one of the boards which i'm painting up uh, there's a guard uh building is that right a guard building and um uh and then outside it i'm going to put a little weapons rack and a guard dog uh so basically that's going to be one of the pieces of terrain uh, not very complicated just a little bit of little bit of like scatter terrain but like next to the building flavor flavor flav uh, so that's what i'm painting up and then uh printing out some weapons there's a really cool stl file from stl miniatures actually um which is really confusing um, i wonder what they do <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they've nailed it with the name, but uh, <laughs> uh, but they do some really good merchant. John, I'll go find the link, John. While I ask you, how have you been? Have you been well? Oh, yeah, I've been all right. I've uh, done very little hobby in the last week, but that's okay. I'm trying to just stick to doing one unit at a time, and it's quite boring painting Space Marines. Uh, how come? Because there's only so much you can do to them, and there's lots of fiddly stuff. So that's taken me a while. I've, I've got five heavy intercessors that I've just sat there kind of going, I need to get these done so that I can just forget I ever bought them. But yeah. Yeah, it's been all right otherwise. I'm getting kind of hyped for the uh, the Drakari book. Oh, really? How co- oh, because you have, you have Drakari, right? Yeah, I've got a small little force of Drakari and I've been kind of, I was peeking around with them going, ah, yeah, I'll just get these done in, be- in between codexes and stuff. I can have some fun with these. And then it's kind of snuck up on me that I'm now kind of like, oh, there's a new book, and I, I was building stuff and kind of going, but which loadout do I take? And I've gotten to that point now where I'm almost having to wait because 
there's enough information starting to leak out. I'm like, I don't want to make the wrong choice. <laughs> and I've magnetized a lot of the guns, but even then, still a faff, right? Uh, yeah, definitely a faff. Like, uh, I would just wait, personally. Yeah. Like, I, I would say that one of the things that was co- quite clear from, like, the Death Guard book, I was like, come on. I paint Marines. Yeah. They can't, like, there's no way Marines aren't going to be important. And then it's basically like, just take Terminators. And you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> like, it was watching everyone build all the knife uh, plague Marines and then just like, looks like we're not going to have this anymore. Like, all the different diff- like loadouts that didn't quite fit. I'm like, I'm not doing that to myself. Yeah, just just heartbreaking. I literally, I think somehow with my Death Guard, I've managed to paint everything that isn't optimal. Like, I'm really, really impressed. 45 Marines? They're not. They're not Death Shroud or Flight Lords. <laughs> like, excellent. I've done Plate vs. Crawlers. They make it in the le- list, at least. Like, for a book that's quite thin, like, for, it doesn't have it's a lot depth. of options. Yeah. I managed to paint a lot of what is never... Plague Drones? No. Um, not the ones I've got anyway. Flesh Mows, yes. Not the ones I've got. Uh, seven <laughs> Fitted Blight Haulers? No. Uh, not, the, not them. Uh, Marines? No. <laughs> I fuck. So, uh... It's alright, Rob. In tenth edition, or maybe even like nine point five, it might be their chance to shine. Just a psychic awakening style book that that'll reinvigorate them for you. That's all I need. Uh, in six months' really time. <laughs> What's everyone else in the chat said? Coloru, I'm just over halfway done with my world eaters, and I'm starting to get uh, tired of edge highlight and brass trim. Oh, baby, me too. Uh, Joe PLC, I've been totally shit at paint this year. Half a blood Bowl team. That's it. Uh, baby on the way. So busy cleaning the house. No one should be hard on it. We should all not be hard exactly. on each other today. Like, or ever. Like, yeah. go at your own pace. Go at your own pace. Um, Just real world stuff that isn't hobby is kind of important to do. And if it's prepping for a baby, man. Yeah, no, sense. but I also, mean, I also mean it can feel very, like, it can feel very much like, right, I've got all this time because of lockdown. Yeah? Let's get on with yeah. stuff. But then nah. it feels, I'm normally <laughs> a pretty motivated person, but I've had a pretty rough week this week. So just, like, don't worry about it. Some days it's just going to kick your ass and then just give it another try another day. Or some years, it's going to kick your ass and give it a try another day. I'm just going to take my jumper off, John, because I'm super hot. So carry the show for a sec. Yeah, you are. Oh, I'm just carrying it on these shoulders. There we go. Right. Um. <laughs> so also, uh, there was yes. So yesterday there was the the Vic GT. What did everyone think about the results for that? So Sin, our boy Smorgan did all right, didn't he? So Smorgan <laughs> doing all right at a tournament. Uh, yes, so Smorgan came second. So we actually have... Uh, so there are two Age of Sigmar tournaments. There's quite a lot to talk about on the show today. Sorry, uh, bad intro for everyone. Um, so there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's some fun stuff. So that we have uh, three cool, kind of cool things to talk about. There's the Warzone Caradon, uh, which came out yesterday. We could talk about, we can touch on that. I think that's quite exciting. So that's the first campaign yeah. book for 40k. And then there is the new Seraphon Warband, which has just got some sweet-ass sculpts. Uh, we're talking about the rules for them. Uh, my friend Leo suggested that it's uh, they've got an ability that's just roll D3 dice. I roll a D3 and remove that many models from the opposing army. 40 points for the unit. Uh, don't know if that room is going to check. <laughs> don't know if that, that room is going to check out, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, we, can, uh, we can do some hype and guesswork about what's going to be happening next week in the preview on Saturday. So a bit of a bumper weekend for the Honest Wargamer crew. Saturday, we're going to be doing a live react reveal show as per normal. And then Sunday's the 369 birthday for the whole day. So like, that's a great weekend. That's a great weekend. That's a lot of Honest Wargamer content that um, is going to be medium to average. Only slightly more than normal. Only slightly more than normal. 
Slight, uh, yeah, to be it's actually less than a tournament. <laughs> you're selling yourself a bit kind of short here these days, Rob, but you already do quite a lot. That's true. Um, uh, Rob is now an ethot, thanks, believer. Uh, ethot for the Twitch chat, used guys specifically all day. Uh, Milton Snowflake had the dentist go, it's fine. Uh, I talked about it earlier, like still painful and swollen, but I can talk, so that's all that really matters. Um, I finally started painting my first mini uh, in a year. Go on, kids with SIDS, I believe in you. Uh, and then also uh, Chris CB, my boy Lackey, got in his first win. So, yeah, let's quickly talk about the weekend. A couple of things. Uh, we're obviously going to be reviewing what's happening tomorrow, John, on the actual Age of Sigmar yep. Stats Center. So just a quick brief With the overview. Owen Jackson. With the Owen Jackson. There was two events. There was Sweet. SAGT and then there was Vic GT. Vic GT got taken out by Seraphon and SAGT got taken out by a Slaves to Darkness list, a Marauders list, which not a Marauders list. It was a super cool list. Can't wait to talk about it tomorrow. Really enjoyed the list. Really, really nice. Smorgan came in second with Mixed Death as well. Uh, Vic GT got taken out with Seraphon. I guess some of the big standouts actually of the Vic GT, which is a pretty scary meta, uh, ultimately, mm. is that Sons of Behemoth went 4-1. and one. Two different players, both Gemma and Coach, Four and one at uh, SAG, not SAGT, Vic GT, which a lot of people. Brandon, all... They were the same um, sub faction, weren't they as well? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now a lot of people are obviously gonna like um, uh, throw out that they're they're amazing, and both Gemma and Coach are amazing. So like uh, more love and respect to them uh, all day long. Um, uh, I think I've got I got some thoughts which are basically along the lines of so I played Cabbage with Sons of Behemoth once uh, a few months ago. First game he he beat me turn one before I had a turn he beat me. Next game I beat him turn one before he had a go. Like as soon as you ah, play it once, yeah, yeah. As soon as you play it once, you're like, oh okay, like we're all good. Uh, but they are uh, if you guys have been listening to any of the interesting my content I've been talking about recently, they are a DPS check like the the Sons of Behemoth. It's basically can you block them? And can you kill them? That's kind of the conversation. Like, I guess, can they kill you? But whatever. That's not really that important. Um, so, uh, like, yeah. So, a, a good conversation. But also, nice to see them doing well. Nice to see those players doing well. Nice to see some, like, good uh, tournament results and information. I think that was fun. One of the things I was doing over the weekend, John, was generally perving on all of the tables. I was like, oh, it doesn't look like a lot of terrain on this. Oh, okay, that's nice. <laughs> like mm. every single picture. You, you've become going... a terrain snobber, haven't you? <laughs> I have become a terrain snobber. Welcome. Snob. <laughs> I don't even know if... Um, I, <laughs> I don't even know what, like, how I feel about it yet. I was just looking, basically. I'm now, I, now, I now look at every event and I'm like, what's the terrain like? Because it's genuinely going to affect games, and I am quite interested in that. So... It's going to affect my attendance to events once it all opens up as well. Like if I see an example of a table and go, that's an ITC table from two years ago, I'm out because it won't be good enough. Uh, yeah, Especially in, in sort of for 40k at the moment. I'm just like, I think Age of Sigmar is going to have that similar problem perhaps. Oh, oh, there's a question in the chat from Natch. I want to make sure I answer. Hi, Rob. Any tips on where to look for people that play a newbie in TTS? Yeah, absolutely. There's two places. You can get into the... Uh, Hammer Time Discord, which uh, I can find the links for you at some time. Uh, I, Mr. Owen Jackson will definitely put the link oh, in. Not that one. Oh, there you go. It's in the chat already. Um, uh, if you guys, one. Oh, no, we'll find it. We'll <laughs> find it. a different link for you. Um, so there's that. There's the Hammer Time Discord. Also, Coach's Discord. So AOS Coach has got a Discord uh, where he's got a couple of people who teach people through new games of TTS. Uh, so you can oh, go onto fantastic. that and do that. I might as well. have to take the back on that. What, and then uh, like, you can know how to use TTS? I don't know how to play Age of Sigmar. 
you don't need to know how to you don't like you just get the double turn and win i've seen it on the internet that's what they tell me john just do that oh and kill the characters that was the other thing i learned that one yeah there you go you've got it that's so go. easy just make yeah, sure you tell a, con- a convincing story and we're completely in um <laughs> 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 our pleasure uh that uh, i hope that helped um uh, AOSP 3D printing uh, terrain is super addictive. It is. I'm currently on my first piece of um, 40k terrain, John. Yes, I'm so yes! excited for this. I am doing. That is, that's my thing at the moment. Like anything that's not an Imperium ruin, and I'm in. So I'm doing <laughs> my first. The first board's going to be a Necron board. Very excited about it. Uh, shout out! I did a tweet yesterday. I don't think people kind of got the nuance of what I was really asking for yesterday. A lot of people just yeah. being like, "Here's an STL of a crate," and I was like, "Yeah, no, not what I want." Um, but yeah, I got some, I got some cool links. So I went and picked up something from, uh, big shout out to Hawkeye, giving me oh, the nice. rundown or the information on whatever it was. Let me tell you who it was right now. Very quickly. Come on, Hawkeye. So this is more, rather than it just being blobs of like monoliths and stuff, there's actual other styles of terrain, right? In this sort of STL set you've, you've grabbed, I'm guessing. Yeah, there's like there's some generators and some other stuff. There's still it's still not purposefully built, if that makes yeah. sense. Like again, you no know one wants to me to go onto the terrain rant I had the other day. It doesn't matter. I'll do it. Yeah. Wednesday's the show. We'll talk about it. Oh, fantastic! Time. I'll be tuning in. That's the one. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait till you get to Necromunda the terrain print, and I won't. But maybe. So I think this is my plan, John. So I've done all the yeah. Age of Sigmar boards now for the arena. Then I'm yeah. going to do all the 40k boards. And then I'm going to do Warcry and Necromunda tables and print yeah. them out. Um, and a blood oh, believer. Thanks for donating 200 bits to the show. Thanks to everyone. Uh, so I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to do like some like really nice blood bowl boards, yeah, like little fantastic. stadiums and stuff. And yeah. I basically just want it to be so that like the whole venue has got can run a tournament with nice terrain for any game system, and we can just do a bunch of stuff then. And I think that'll be really nice. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that. Anyway. And then I'm going to print storage. I'm just going to print it at my house. <laughs> That's the nice thing about being single and no one loving me. I just put it all in my house. Like, who's going to stop me? <laughs> I don't need I don't need no throws in my house, John. Although I have got some throws. Anyway, let's talk about... Um... And chandeliers. <laughs> chandeliers are nice. Um, Classic uh, Sorry again, I have not seen that Kickstarter. Uh, throwing a Titanicus board, Rob. Razor Wolf. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll do all the game systems. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like one, my first thing I'm going to do, John. I don't know about you and anyone else listening. First thing I'm going to do when I see whatever. So I would really like to play Cursed City. Think that that would be super fun. Like paint the yes. minis, take the time and play it. But I think over the time that it takes me to paint the minis, I'd like to like design and or get someone to design some. I'm sure someone will. That's the, the lovely bit about it. Three D tiles nice, replace the, the card tiles. Some three D right? tiles. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to play on like weird cardboard. That's just that feels un- that makes me uncomfortable. Is what I'm going to put it as. Hero Quest was like 30 years ago. We need to have moved on from that style of play. Uh, yeah. So uh, big question in the chat: <laughs> How until I 3D print a girlfriend? I'm actually going to uh, 3D print a centaur. I was actually asking yesterday for oh, centaur lady STLs, and never was like, I don't have centaur lady STLs. Um, and they're missing a market is all I'm going to say. A big shout out to Mick Wendell, who was like, for, at first he was like, I'm confused. And later on was like, well, now I get it. I was like, Good work, Mick. Curse City is going to be a treat with friends that are into board games. That's it for, uh, for Zerna. That's exactly how I think Curse City should be um, introduced. Like I can see like 
dates <laughs> or friend meetups or anything yeah being um curse city you could definitely do curse city right john i think that that's super yeah. simple uh yeah. like you could do that i think that's that that makes sense although my board game lot when i when we used to meet up um and we even kind of all turn up with a few board games i, t- I turn up the first year with blackstone fortress and they went nah you do enough of your warhammer stuff we're playing board games because they could they still couldn't get past the warhammer names so there may be that that element to it as well. Depends if people are that against it as a as a thing. Uh, yes, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, who knows? It's a strange one, but yeah, yeah. All right. Um, uh, I'm glad the value is in miniatures rather than terrain. Yes, Colonel Cabbage agreed. I think that's the really good thing about Curse City. Actually, is that um, you're getting all the value in the game and the miniatures and the cardboard's like 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 yeah. less important. So that's super nah. good. But uh, those miniatures, whoa. <laughs> they're as good as they're as good as any of the other miniatures produced by uh, designers nowadays. That's what I'll say. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's just true. Uh, all right. So um, let's talk about let's talk about the uh, preview next week, ladies and gentlemen of the chat. Let me. Uh, do you think we've shown off everything for the, in the Dead and Divine uh, and blah 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 blah? blah. Uh, we'll be showing new models and expansions for so new models. For Warhammer Age of Sigmar, expansions as well, uh, which maybe we'll hear about. Maybe we'll get the third Broken Realm book announcement before we well, ever have Yeah, before we see it. Yeah. Because <laughs> Teclis is number two, right? And then yep. Bellacor, the Venice Bellacor is the number third. three. Yeah, so the fourth one we still Lariel. don't have any clue about. Lariel! <laughs> I'm hoping destruction. That's what I've got my fingers Ooh. crossed for. Destruction. I think they're going to throw who? a curveball. Huh? Snickrot. Uh, what's the synopsis? Uh, Scragrot. That'd be cool, right? Give well, Scragrot some love. Yeah, I think Scragrot getting some love is fine. Like, Death doesn't... I don't think that Death needs one right now. I think Death's all cool. Mm. And we also know Death is getting a huge release in the Grave Lords. So I think, like, they've hit Order twice, Chaos. I feel there's room for destruction. So that's what I'm vibing on. Uh, Underworlds, who cares? And Necromunda, uh, exciting. Although it does look like... So there's... Uh, in these kind of, like, preview images... Uh, we've we've talked about this a little bit. There's yeah. a Mechanicum guy at the front, which is exciting. Yeah, that's the Skitari Alpha, which is basically a lieutenant from what yep. the preview before. And then there's also a Mortec Archer that looks like yep. in the back. So um, the next Underworld's Warband is meant to be Bone Reapers based on the symbol. So that's what that is. Yeah, huh. which means we'll get the first look at what maybe the, th- the second wave of OCR Bone Reapers is going to yep. be. Which is exciting. Um... Uh, and and this it? last one, the left-hand one, it's got a moon symbol on the side, or it could be spiky. It looks to me like it could be an elf of some sort. It looks like they're holding a rifle. So I'm just, I'm really confused by what this one is. I want elves with guns. that make everyone happy. Uh, the sh- shadow elves with guns. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, Broken Realms, primarily lieutenant. <laughs> it works oh, for no. me. I like it if any of these damn Broken Realms books touch my army, says Gorkham Walker. I think that's one of the other things, John, uh, with the Broken yeah. Realm books. A bit like the Psychic Awakening. Um, obviously, with Psychic Awakening, people were waiting a long time for some of their armies to get like these much-needed updates or revamps. Because pretty much, like with the Sylvaneth problem, you get your brand new book, and you're like, cool, 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 cool. This is my book for... This is my book for three four years maybe sometimes not sometimes like eight months depending if you're an elf or not <laughs> um, but the uh the you know the, the the feeling of having to wait can be like a real a real issue especially if that's the army yeah. you love 
uh, we had a lovely YouTube commenter who's very upset, very upset that we were ragging on um, Seraphon uh, on the Stat Center show the other day. Like, and so I just messaged him and I was like, hey, dude, you seem to be having a rough day. It's not fun. I understand it. But he was saying, I've been playing this army for years and I just want it to be good. And you're saying it's too good. And I'm like, OK, uh, like, it's a hor- I that's a horrible conversation to have, isn't it? Yeah, but imagine the other conversation where you get yeah. your book and it's terrible, you've been, you've and then you got to wait yeah. for you got to wait four years, <laughs> like because no one cares. No one cares. No Seventh one... edition orcs. That was me. I was just going. <laughs> They'll get better eventually. <laughs> Please don't wipe me off the table. Turn one. <laughs> so, Rolf, can we talk about um, uh, Sergeant Rolf? We can absolutely talk about the forty k campaign, but we'll talk about it in a minute. I promise. We'll just keep talking about the, the reveal of the weekend. Um. Uh, I cannot uh, wait. I, I love how they bring out different concepts, says Fazerna, uh, for existing armies with underworlds. I cannot wait for the Eidneth Warband. It's very exciting. I think it's it gives them an opportunity to like practice new like designs, see how they yeah. sit. Because yeah. they did it with Zarbag, for example, before getting the Groomspike Gits. It was a good couple of months between. So they obviously had that as a way of testing the concept of kind of updating things like the squigs and the, the actual Gits themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, had a thing in the chat. Rob Kelly says, I heard on other podcasts that Seraphon aren't that strong, though. That's because the other podcasts are mainly competitive focused and we're more narratively focused. And as a narratively focused podcast uh, and show, obviously, one of the things about Seraphon is they have such a strong story. Also, the painting meta is just so good on them, John. Who doesn't want to paint dinosaurs? So they've kind of got like the tri- like almost the triumvirate of like of strength. And really, that's when I say they're too strong. That's what I'm talking about. Um, as a narrative show that's the important point um i would love the umbraneth to carry the flavor for malice darkblade from world that was just a faction of dark possessed i don't think the umbraneth are anytime soon although green is good the fact that we do know that they have a name umbraneth and we do know that umbraneth as a name was either an easter egg stuck into a warhammer community site uh community article. that was a, that was a fuck up that was such a fuck up or it was a fuck up. Who knows? Or it was a fuck up. Also, John, big shout on us both wearing Honest One Gamer t shirts today. Big love. I've got my Ogre shout t-shirt. Shout out to, um, to Tom. Tom Wallace. Yeah, look at this. These Hero. Look, these look sexy. Um, oh, anyway. man. That was a year ago, Tiger King, Rob. Was it? That's a year ago. Um, uh, Ray's Wolf says, on a serious question, I think Val said on the 40k Jason show, but aren't campaign books banned if you play in Grand Tournament book? There's no. There's no statement on that yet uh, it could be pete and val knowing something ahead of time uh but it, they look like match pay rules so the, the thing to remember it, it that's the grand tournament pack 2020 so when the grand tournament pack 2021 drops it will say only books from this day onwards i predict it's a way of them clearing out vigilus and all that sort of gumph but then freeing up for new stuff yeah yeah plus they'll just wreck on it They'll just FAQ it so yeah. it's allowed. <laughs> they, they want to sell you the books, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I've got my water bottle too. Big shout out. Uh, Diadrin, let's go. Uh, right. Hey, Tom, what's going on? Um, so, yeah, like, I'm not really certain, John, with the uh, the Bellacore Malarian. I don't necessarily expect that yet. Mandolly's asked a question about whether or not we expect AOS 3 to be announced yet. I'd say no. There seems to be some, like... I spoke about this a bit yesterday. There's some major issues, really, with supply chain problems, right? Like, huge. Yeah, huge. Like if we like if we get 40k books at this pace, it's something like it's going to take three years just for everyone to get a codex. Not that you can buy the ones that are out either. So 
as a third, as a person that uh, stocks the stuff, I can't even order a Death Guard codex at the moment. And I'm the closest you can be by being in the UK to the supply chain. If that if it's already that wonky here, you're doomed. Yeah, well, I think it's worse in other places. Yeah, um, well, if it's that bad this close, it can't be any better outside of the UK. <laughs> From what so, I understand, there's... So normally, there's... so Adepticon is March. When's Adepticon normally? March. Yeah, we've already so had we... the reveal that would have been that. Oh, have we? Because that's normally when we get the new reveals. That That's when we normally hear about a new edition or something. Yeah, similar. it's normally around this time. Um, I think... It was the beginning to mid-April we had the reveal of 8th edition 40k. Mm. We, we, so I only we know had this because I was, not have the I was at Warhammer World. <laughs> did we have the announcement for the new edition 40k coming, yet there were still Psychic Awakenings to be released? Yes, there were still two. And that was at the beginning because the lockdown basically just seemed to freeze everything. And they had, what was it called? Pariah which I don't think any... They must still have a whole pallet of Pariah books somewhere because no one bought it. Uh, oh, big shout out to Guy Zaidi. I saw he said that he'd been in a real-world tournament earlier. I just want to say I'm really happy for him and everyone in Israel, and I hope they're having a great time. Uh, I think AOS 3 will be delayed until next year. I don't think that. I'm not vibing on that. They can't They can't afford to. Their stockholders will, uh, will go very I, mad. I just I they also just don't have enough releases because it's like... Yeah. It's like your your broken realms, broken realms, broken realms, broken realms. However many there are, I think four, maybe five, but probably four. Um, boom, 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 and then no releases. <laughs> like, yeah. What you're gonna just if stop? it was if it was Psychic Awakening and there was like ten of them, they could drag it out for a year perhaps. But I don't, I don't, that doesn't seem likely, does it? So I don't expect that this weekend. I expect to just see some new models. Um, I expect them to touch on some stuff uh, and update some things. Uh, and we'll see, but like obviously, one of the things they also said was supplements as well. So, mm. yeah. um, and for Necromunda, uh, touching on that quickly before we forget, it's Cordor is the next one lined up. So that'll be lots of good fodder for making cultists. Oh, for Necromunda, Nurgle kit batches, yeah. Oh, okay, sweet. Do, do you know the background for Cordor? Cordor. Not really. I just know that they're very good at being killed by. Uh, poisonous snakes that i used to use <laughs> okay let's go let's go find out house cordor house cordor necromunda let's go find out what they're about shall we um i had the original gang of them but they basically just looked like um they're the, hoods also called the house of redemption yeah uh, it's one of six hive cities in necromunda high primus known for its rigid adherence to the cult of redemption uh House Corder has dedicated itself entirely to the redemptionist cause, and the cult has attained the status of an official religion in Cordor, uniquely among the Hive's houses, making Cordor the stronghold of the cult and effectively controlled by it. Um, it just keeps saying code a lot. Oh, okay, the codes of their religion forbid them from showing their faces in public upon pain of death, and so Cordor can be recognised by the hooded jackets or heavy, elaborate masks mm. which they wear to conceal their features. <laughs> okay, alright, nice. I like a bit of narrative, obviously. Uh, there's Zealots. Thanks very much to Twitch chat. Big love to you. Yeah. And they're, they're great fodder for kit bashing, 100%. I, <laughs> I really enjoy uh, rapid, but religious dump staff. Uh, I really enjoy let's describe a faction, but as quickly and succinctly as possible. Uh, let Give me Blood Angels. Twitch chat. I'm going to keep throwing this out as we go through today. I think this will be funny. Um... <laughs> I hate Red Boys. 
<laughs> Red Boys works. <laughs> Red Boy Vampires. That's it. Um, right, yeah. okay. So then the other thing that uh, is in the news, obviously... Uh, sorry again, they haven't released everything for uh, Sangi Boys. That'll do. That's all we need. Space Vampires. Mm. I think that's the most obvious yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so the Warzone Caradon. So this is the 40k campaign book. 40k yeah. campaign book. And we've heard that there's going to be some of it out. Um, again, announced ages ago, like we're starting to see some stuff for it. Do you think, John, once the supply issues are, are, are released or sorted, do you think we're just going to get like double codex, double battle tone releases, like yeah. consistent? You think? So before the original schedule was they were going to have two codexes drop a month and they were going to basically, I think they're going to be two weeks apart and just be dropped kind of super quickly because they were trying to catch up at that point, I think. Mm-hmm. and traditionally last edition they started that way as well they did two at a time once a month and it was terrifyingly quick so i think they're trying to keep that momentum anyway but they obviously haven't right now so yeah. that's that's problematic okay all right so the warzone caradon uh caradon yeah. the caradon uh, is Metallica, right? So Metallica, yeah. like, so all of the Nurgle boys go and invade Metallica. Super cool. Now, Yeah, Typhus, isn't it? With the Black Legion. Yeah. Now there's some campaign rules, which is fine. And is all good. And some Warzone stuff. And there's also some Crusade rules, which you can just cut out and put in a bin. Uh, but then the army rules. <laughs> John, ask, John. It's I, great fun. Huh? It's great fun, but it's a different game. That's the point. It is, it's playing a very different game. I'm super into Crusade. I think, like, yeah. like, like, I think it's really nice for those uh-huh. those sorts of people, but I'm just not those sorts of people. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else you. I don't. What do you want me to say, man? What do you want me to say? You got people who fuck. It's not and you got people who play Crusade. Those are the two groups. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, 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 that's not my fault, so man. Like, I didn't write the. Like I didn't play Crusade. Right? <laughs> it's, that's not my fault. Yeah, it's well, mad at maybe me it should about be it. Your fault. Um. (laughs) anyway yeah so the the interesting thing for this campaign so traditionally if you're going to run a campaign of your own sort of game there's no framework to it this it's having attacker defenders and raiders so they're making it they're actually trying to design some actual structure to doing campaigns whether it's going to be any good is a whole different kettle of fish i think yeah, uh, we always treat you people. <laughs> right, I love all you Twitch chatters. Yeah. The, the key point here is the army rules, right? So this is the match play section. 20, yeah. 20 pages, uh, 22 pages of the 96 pages that we get in this book are yeah. match play. So like, it's a significant portion, right, uh, of yeah. the book. Uh, and I think th- this this forewarns to me what books should be out by now if they'd been going to their original schedule. Do you think? Do you think that's the case? I think so. I think okay. so because um, we had a preview of like the this uh, Skitari Prime, which they used as a focus. I think originally, if anything, well, they would have dropped. Yeah, that was that was one of those. And don't worry, we've just launched a new edition. Here's some new stuff, and it was the Palatine and him, um, the Lord of whatever his name is, the Nurgle dude and an orc so i think we would have totally seen them come up now so traditionally i i, I get the distinct impressions to like uh, if we go through the list mechanicus is one of them and if that model's being revealed that makes me feel like they're going to drop the book at the same time oh yeah of course because we don't know what the next 40k book is do we no 
So at the moment, so, after Jakari, it's blank. And to me, it's it's to me, I thought it was going to be Admech and Knights because of this book. They're my and boys. I'm not proven wrong. They're I'm not proven boys. wrong at the moment. My Mechanicum both boys are things. my boys. Also, yeah. all like very much like my Death Guard, all the Mechanicum models I own are the rubbish ones. Yeah, but I'm into the stonks for this, John. Yeah, I'm getting the yeah. flip, right? I bore into the dip. Yeah, all my stuff is the like kind of first, second wave stuff. Not the new stuff where it was the floaty tanks, to quote Tom. Um, and the gyrocopter the, thing and, yeah, and the bird boys. Yeah, none of boys. the gyrocopters. Who are, again, can we talk about the gyrocopter should be nerfed into oblivion so we never see it on the table? What the hell is all I'm going to say. I, I was going to make a Chinook out of one and then the legends of the Chinook, so it saved me the, <laughs> the hassle there. So I'm feeling really happy right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, anyway. But like I'm, I'm in the dip and I've just got like big diamond hands on all my... So I've got, I'm watching like, you dip. I've got dragoons. Yeah, they're rubbish. Let's get the Dragoons be good. Yeah, I've got um, loads of different Skitari and the Forge of Skitari. Big love on those, hoping they're good. Um, yeah. The floaty tanks can be good because we need a transport. So I'm okay with the floaty tanks being fine. Um, yeah. Would hate, would hate. I think there's a, there is a problem. Stu Black was the, um, was the 40k uh, manager for a long time. He had yeah. a collection of the uh, Castellan robots, like uh, the, the big, you know, the big robots with the fossil yeah, yeah. blasted John. The ones that don't look like the rest of the army. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he had a big collection of them. So for some reason, that's why we had to deal with that bullshit for like four years of them being super good. Like, it's all like nepotistic. Like, that's how all the rules are written. It's just like, really, you should just follow what the different design leads are playing and then you're all good. Like, you know where you're at. Um, Does Eddie playing orcs mean that we're going to get good orc rules then because they don't want to disappoint Eddie? Nah, man, because Eddie, like, Eddie proper fucks. Eddie's like all painting, all story, all day. Like he doesn't care what the result is as long as like he's like, pro- like he's like, you know when they like talk about they want this like perfect Warhammer person who like paints beautifully, models really well, loves the lore, and doesn't care about the outcome of the game, just wants to have fun. Yeah, that's Eddie Eccles. He's like uh, he is what the a product. hero. He is the product. Yeah, but yeah. He, he he's he does the result. Fuck. Yeah, he does yeah. Fuck. like because in the painting matter, eleven out of ten. Um, <laughs> the copter is not amazing, Pete. I'll fight you on that all day. What the I hell? I love it, but I love how dumb it is. That's the do you point. love it? Love... Who likes it's it? It's such a forty k thing. You look at it and go, that doesn't make sense. But none of it makes sense. It's it's like feudal space fantasy where they could just bomb a planet. Instead, they send down brightly coloured space marines with guns to shoot aliens. Makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know if I agree. It's sword and sorcery in space. It's not meant to make lots of sense. It's a fucking dragon, basically. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, I'm just way more, like, so you know how Sisters of Battle are, like, monastic? Yeah. They've got, like, I have no issue with, like, a vehicle with, like, basically a church on the back. I just love it. I love no, no, it. I'm, like, my dark I'm, talent. Just I'm, all, I'm all about that. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, I don't want no one throwing rocks at me on that one. Like, I'm like, we're on the same page. Big love for that. Yeah. Just, the copter's like, yeah, what are you saying? What's this about? Like, whereas all the... We don't need to talk about this. We just, just need to stick a church on it. <laughs> all right, perfect. Yeah, I'll just do that and then it'll be fine. Thanks. Appreciate you. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, wait. The fonts and colors... Oh, sidey guy. Uh, of the preview logo this week match the Admet colors and font too. Yeah. John, is that real? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. It's because they're doing... Um, the other thing to note from this contents page alone, there is something called Armies of Renown. I have a theory on this. Oh, I've not read anything. Oh, a fucking deep dive theory from John Scrivens. I'm in. Do you, do you want me to tell it. you what my theory is? Please do. I think 
that is going to be essentially a way. Of, so look at the Mechanicus defense cohort. Yeah. That will be a way of souping in things that they don't normally have in, perhaps. So it could oh. be a way of introducing like things outside to make like um, or it's it's either two routes. It's like a way of souping stuff together. So like um, the assault force one, the terminus one. If that's like a mixture of like Typhus with some other Chaos guys, normally if you put them together because it's Death Guard, you'd you break your Battleforge. Yeah. So it's a way of getting around that, perhaps. It's that or it's formations. Okay. Like formations because formations sucked when they were basically a free way to get free stuff like a drop pod. It's definitely formations, though, John. I know. I hate you because I know that that's a fact. I've seen it too many places and it's making me sick. <laughs> I've got PTSD from like, hey, look, I've got my Demi company. Looks like I'm getting a free drop pod. So if anyone is new to 40k, generally uh, since 8th and 9th in, in 7th edition, there was these things called formations where basically you just got free additional rules if you took some stuff and they were they were o- o- over the top. Um, uh, yeah, so the Vigilist Attachments 2.0. Rest, uh, rest in peace, the Super Pup Shopper. <laughs> Oh, it's all my army could do. <laughs> Tom, I don't want you to ever tell me about any of the formation horrificness from 7th edition. Thank you so much. <laughs> He's just saying words in the chat, all of which sound awful. I've seen some people yeah. say things with like misty eyes. Like, saying, you know, the same way they'd say Vietnam. Yeah. Like, they're like, like aspect host. Same. They've got that same energy too. Yeah. I don't want to. And yeah. then the awkward one was you get to war twice. And if you're at Warhammer World, people would be like, Oh, you've got a war out loud twice now, and you're like, shut up. Stop this. I'm a grown man. And I still did it. Uh, right. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so, And I think this is going to be their, their, their thing, right? So you're going to have all the books. And I agree with you, John, actually, now that you've said it. Like, probably all of these books should already have been out. Um, and so, and then we've got these codex supplements. So Metallica as a codex supplement. Uh, and then that makes me think that in other... Like that, they'll explore the design space for these. Because surely, if there's an Admec book, right? There's an Admec book. There's going to be Metallica in as its own thing. Then it would no, it would have Metallica. It'll, oh, have the, it'll have the basic single layer layer to it. It'll be like here's your basic bit, and then they'll deep dive into this at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then it will be. So I think we're getting expansions. So I would say if they were free, I'm going to be super crystal clear on this. I would say if they were free. That the codex supplements to core books. So let's say you bought Space Marines and then they yeah. released each one of the additional like supplements yeah, yeah. is a hundred percent the model that I would like to see them do for each one of the armies. So I would love, 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 love for them to do Metallica and uh, not Metallica, sorry, Mechanicus, and then I would love a different codex supplement. I don't want to pay twenty five pounds for each one. Of course I don't. But I do love the idea that they actually take all of the millions of pounds that they earn and they actually expand their own IP and game. So they take Metallica and Riser and all of those and we get a book and you could read the story. And you're like, oh, that's fucking cool. I love that. Got some cool rules to play with it and make your themed army better. It touches all of the points that they that they talk about as being the, the key points of their hobby or their game. Like it's like it's super like their core mission statement, right? Make yeah. more interactive and interesting games. It's their core mission statement, and it's also super good for the audience all along the way. I think mm. I don't know about you, like because imagine you got to orcs or like pick an army you want. Like I mean, they haven't done it for Necron, so they're not going to are they? Well, just so, like, just look at the, the orc clans. You get 
a little box normally, and that's all it says about a clan. Why not drill into that? I want to see the variation and give me models of that stuff. Makes that's just printing money for them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like they're going to charge for it at the end of the day, so whatever. But yeah. like, if we end up with a product like, I, like I, it's pretty hardcore that you have to buy like a billion trillion books, but probably already disavow yourself of the, that you should do that anyway. And then if you move on from that, like it's actually quite good that there's just loads of content. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, Colonel Cabbage has said about the Jakari book dropping and then this Cult of Strife supplement being so close together. And will it not be in the codex? I think it's going to be the equivalent to you've got the Space Marine book and you've got the little the snippet of your, your chapter tactic for, say, Dark Angels. So you've got that there. But to get all the other stuff, you have to use this book. It's entirely how they've, they've done this as a model for so long now. It doesn't surprise me. And that seems the most logical way that they're going to do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then also, like, is a way, like, so if you are an Imperial Knight player, you are getting some yeah. rules that to maybe bump up your army right away. Yes. Um, so it's a nice way, like, so let's say, let's say Imperial Knights, not that I think that they are, but let's say Knights, I'm pretty certain there are more Knights on the horizon, right? Did I hear a rumor about that? I don't know. Um, uh, everyone thought it was, but I think it was a Titanicus reveal, wasn't it, at the time? Oh, no, I, I think I'm hearing that from a different place. Who knows? Oh, um, there we go. <laughs> I'm like, is that a memory things. I had? I don't know. Uh, but the uh, but the point is, um, uh, like let's say knights are at the end of the codex release cycle. It's a way of being yep. able to like bring up your the the codex a little bit ahead of time. Yeah. So like they're putting in uh, armies of renown, free blade lance. I can't say I've ever seen someone play a free blade army because there was always other houses that actually served a better purpose mechanically. That's because that's because those guys are jerk power gamers. They don't want to play the narrative like us on this channel. <laughs> Nick and Tom were always playing the 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 free blades. I'm pretty certain. I'll have to double check that fact. Um, don't quote me. Uh, is the point. So anyway, Mechanicus Defense Force, uh, which is cool. And uh, you think that it's going to be a way to put other stuff into a Mechanicus army that's outside of the Codex? Interesting. I feel like it's a weird. Like to me, it's, it makes sense as an opportunity, right? If you've got a detachment, it's a detachment that doesn't break Battle Forged. But the prerequisite units can be from two armies. Or whatever, as an example. So like okay. to me, like if there's a, uh, a Chaos one there, the narrative is that they've said that it's Typhus teaming up with Black Legion. Currently, they don't interact well together for a list. So if it can fix that, you'd then be able to play that, for, for the narrative anyway. Okay. All right, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so then, yeah, Metallica, Raven. So we get Knights, Mechanicum, and we're getting Chaos. I'm excited for the Chaos stuff, and we're, then we're also and the getting Chaos. Festa discipline, Rob. Uh yeah, I know. Below, that's just that's another poxy Festus, thing. So Festus is going to have his own like spell law, basically his own psychic tree. Sorry, psychic tree. Yeah. I'll make sure I call it the right thing. Um, I'm really discipline. into that. Yeah, mm. really into that. That's going to be cool. Like uh, at the end of the day, I think. I think that there is a good conversation about bloat very often, like there being a lot, a lot of bloat. But as long as it's released in a format you can understand, where I get like, if it's like there is a book and a supplement, I'm like, fair enough. Yeah. If it's a book, a supplement, a white dwarf additional, yeah. Yeah. A follow up book, I just feel like, I mean, I guess if it's like a book, a supplement, an additional supplement, and a white dwarf, it just fe it feels yeah. a lot, really. It feels chunky. Um, and I guess if you're playing into their ecosystem, if you, for example, or point of kind of, if you use their app, you've bought Codex Tricari, you've got it loaded up into the app, 
you've built your list using that and then you've bought this you don't need to take the book with you because the book would be in your app so if the app was actually functioning and actually usable you'd potentially have that one page of stuff on the app so you wouldn't then need to take a book with you I so forgot if, about, I forgot about the app until as a system if that worked that it. would be a, a solution to not having all the books in person you'd have them at home but not with you in person perhaps no. that's what Dash is saying I do feel like I'm being yeah. taken for a ride though that feels like I'm yeah. carrying around two or three over but like we're all like hey Dolphar uh, big love we're all dudes we're all like smart di- digital fellas like there isn't anyone in this Twitch chat who isn't able to like construct this as like a PDF in their own phone like we carry little computers around with us like they're fucking out of their minds. Like, and also Battlescribe exists. Like, there's like no conscious way that like we physically have to carry three books to an event. Like, it's just it's like, and if a TO is like, you must bring your books to the event, probably a mug is what I'm gonna say. Like, how they don't have a digital copy of each one of the codexes available when they need it. Like, I'm not vibing yeah. on that. Every event I've been to where it's had that as a prerequisite, I have seen multiple people not turn up with books and there's been no accountability for it so fuck it <laughs> <laughs> don't do that one of them was warhammer world where they're like you've got you've got to bring your stuff it's like one guy didn't bring a tape measure <laughs> just using dice this dice is actually uh, an inch long so i'm going to just put out dice in a row that's what i'm going to do that's how i measure <laughs> i hate you wrong uh, do you think Craftworld Codex will get supplements of each name Craftworld once the main one is out? Kelbar, I wish that they would, but based on the Necrons not getting that treatment, probably they won't. Necrons is a weird one because there's not quite the the level of like I don't feel people are completely kind of drilled into all the different how like the the dynasties as much. But Eldar that's what I'm being saying. If they did the supplements, so you, if you did the supplements, that's how you'd be into it. You'd be like, this they, is... they've done Eldar ones before, haven't they? It was like fourth or fifth edition they did. Couple of the craft worlds. It so really ma- done it. It, it. It makes me my mind boggle that they leave the money off the table, but they don't yeah. also expand their game at the same time. Like it's mental, and also like weirdly, like have retracted. Yes, yes to Can Hammer Darren, and also big shout out to my OG Charlotte. Whoop whoop. Um, I miss uh, Darren. Yeah, he's lovely. He's lovely. Uh, Sergeant Rolf, we do need a craft world. Uh, I'm we not going to say not. that next word in case uh, my OG yeah. Charlotte's listening. Uh, <laughs> she says she is also a streaker. Big love to Charlotte. <laughs> yes. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Iandon one they did for um, uh, craft world. So they have done them before, and then they don't stick to it. So is it a sales decision? Probably not. They probably it's not, not a sales come decision. It's a narcotic. Yeah. <laughs> it's cutting the head off the chicken and letting it run around. But like it's just, I want it so badly, like in my bones badly, um, and, and and I know, like normally I'd be the first person to like be like yeah. uh, going on about bloat. But like you say, John, there is like a way to digitally produce all that information for yourself, and I think that's the best way of doing it. Like the community are hilarious. The ability what for what the community can put together just blows my mind. Like I've often uh, you seen know, like the copies well, of stuff before it's even out. Like not even just like dodgy photos, but full almost PDFs. And you're like, how are you doing this so quickly? What I enjoy is, is is PDFs where people have set it up so you can keyword search. Oh, mm. Like then you just yeah, you just, <laughs> you just live in your best life. Uh, <laughs> Charlotte says she's half the gash. Anyone's wondering? Charlotte is uh, Darren's uh, young daughter, and she's a she's an angel. Big big shout out to half half Nagash, half Charlotte uh, in the chat. 
they all the way got another update in Eye of Terror. Yeah, they had a third ed supplement that was specially rules for each of the craft worlds, and then they stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like they tested something out and went, oh, that, that worked well. Let's move on to something completely different and never come back to this ever again. <laughs> uh, Blighted Legionnaire says, I would like a codex for ninth so first so I don't get my teeth kicked in for playing my favourite army. That's fair. I think that's what everyone wants, of course. Yeah. Like, uh, Like, you know, but then, like, I I almost also feel for GW, like, because they obviously drip feed the release. Like, they could do all the work so they could release each one of the codex. Like, you could do like ninth edition, all codex, Here's new codexes go on sale. Yeah, but they yeah. drip feed it in case you might want to pick up a Jukari army now. And they're like, right next month, they're like, what if you want to do an Admech army? Like, they well, drip they, feed it. If they if they drop five books, you're going to pick up one of them, maybe two of them. But if they drip them out over the course of months, you might pick them all up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. 100% in it. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty great that the community can make more functional products than for free. It is. <laughs> but it's also great. All right. So, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the, the new book that's coming out as well. Uh, I, for one, am at least excited about the story. I genuinely am. Uh, I think the narrative is going to be super fun. Uh, although I am a little uh, perturbed, actually, because of the lead. Have we had any good narrative, actually? Uh, no. You... Well, like because I have not read any good narrative for Ninth Edition so far. Because they, because uh, they've really cut back on how much narrative is in the Ninth Ninth Ed Codexes, right? Yeah. So I think I think there's ten pages for the Dark Angels. What in the Dark Angels supplement is ten pages? I think, let me just count it for you. And two pages of that are Azrael. Right. So this is this is the one bit of Dark Angel's narrative that people were waiting for. It's one page that basically says Azrael's talking about where he's lost Luther. Because it's like losing your car keys, right? Right. The first heretic of your chapter, you're like, where is he? I don't know. If you looked under the sofa. No, he's in the Somnium Stars. And that's where they're all going now. So they're all Brilliant. going over to the Somnian Stars to kick his head in. Yeah, the last time that Azrael did that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to roll people up, but it, it became the Wrath of Magnus campaign. Uh, do you think that, where he went? Would you, would you so Tristan in the chat says that that one page was worth it? Would you say the one page of narrative is worth it? I really enjoyed reading it because I was like, finally, I got a nugget, but it felt like I was given. Like, you know when you, you go to a, like an animal petting zoo and you just give them the little handful of seeds and they're there obviously starving their face off going, can I have a bit more? But you're going to the next place to, to feed the next animal. That's what it feels like. They're just going up to eat. It's like all the armies are just in little pens and they're just feeding us each a little bit of food going, there you go, that'll, that'll tide you over for another edition. Yeah. <laughs> Your narrative fucks. Oh, thanks. Thanks, sir. More, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Are you describing Games Workshop stores as zoos where you pet adults? Is that what's happening? <laughs> but you pay to be petted. You pay to be petted. <laughs> Heavy petting. Um. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow, John, you're really aggressively uh, into that. Well, it's, just, uh, like, it's something that they've got. It's like, if only they had like a whole like uh, selection of authors that knew the story, knew the narrative. They maybe employed them to write books as a thing. Maybe some of their lead writers of the games were writers as well. They could maybe put this stuff into these these army books. That could catch on, right? Yeah, yeah. If That's only true. they knew people to do this stuff. Honestly, like if they were smart, <laughs> if they were smart, they could just 
They could literally, instead of having actual creative writers themselves, they could just crowdfund the story, have loads of submissions, just curate that, and you could have, like, a book this thick with, like, dark in or any law right just like that thick and just be like there you go boys and just like smash it that's what they could do That'd but imagine really if, you, if you released a book like say you do a, a book for craft world iandon you then at the same time release a book about that craft world but what you do is you put the first chapter in that codex as well as part of the narrative as a way of getting people interested in the book I... other companies do it why don't they I think one of the things that we miss, actually, <laughs> I, like, no, honestly, for a second, I, I touch on a point which I talk about a lot. Like, so it, it goes on to a conversation that me, Neil, and Tom had, I think off air the other day. Um, and I was talking about the fact that I hate, 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 with a passion, the logo objective maps that you see for oh, 40k. Ben. For 40k. Thanks. Like, it's like hot garbage. Like, it's hot, hot garbage. And, and my reason for that is, is I absolutely understand, I know we're a narrative channel, but I absolutely understand that, like, the, the purpose of, like, a competitive event is, is to be competitive. That doesn't mean, though, we have to escape the, the fact that we're, I think you can have a competitive game that also ties in with the story and looks like the story. That's what brings it alive, right? You can have a competitive yeah, a good event game. should be a Venn diagram of it, right? Practicality and functionality and also visually appealing because it's a visual hobby yeah but i don't think you like the logos on the mats in no obnoxious. way like they 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 they're not practical like the mats are practical but the logos do not require them to be practical like they take you out of the setting they look ugly as hell and they just don't like they're not characterful like is the point um so no i'm i'm out on and, and my point was sorry is that like a big a big thing about the games workshop stuff as an example and i think the reason it's so successful even when the game is not very good and i think both games are in a very good place i'd like to point that out yeah even in that situation the immersive nature the story is is the compelling part even if you're not much into the story like you get it a bit like you've read a bit you've read your codex stuff at least it's all you need to know and if your codex like slim i think it's just important uh, so, uh, so no honest wargame logo maps then? No, so sorry, no, no not. That's why we spent hundreds of hours figuring out the best way to make those lovely clear ones. Hundreds is strong. Like, hey, dozens. just because you weren't involved in the conversations, <laughs> I was involved. <laughs> you, you were there, Rob. <laughs> uh, maybe a chariot burned uh, the grass to write words in a foreign tongue on the maps in different colours. Hi, heresy in different colours. I don't believe that in with any way. With vector artwork, with a logo <laughs> of your club. Mm. It looks so ugly. It's the, like there was an event in Texas this weekend. Oh, don't, um, Rob. Please don't. Like, I got no, so honestly, angry. And the pictures from the event are awful. Like, they're just awful. Big love to the guys. It's a 40k event. Big love to the guys uh, prepping it. Like and, like, and if people bring their own objective markers and they want to use them, fine. Fine, fine, fine. But, like, there needs to just be, like, an like an out and out cry against them in my opinion, and it's definitely like it's 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 also like super American, right? Yeah, it's like um, it's like having your sports car with every single surface of the sports car covered in a symbol. It's like I don't, I don't need that. 
you don't have to get our see-through ones as well. Don't use them at all. I'd rather no. you didn't use the see-through one. Like, if you're like, oh, it's just because you've got the see-through ones, Rob. No, fuck it. Never buy them. Don't buy a single one. Like, ever, ever, ever. Like, I'm not saying that. Just use a, I don't know, a token and measure properly. Good, good example. You can design your table around it. So, Dark Fantastic Mills does six-inch blob bits of, like, ruined floor. It can look pretty and be functional it doesn't have to be obnoxious yeah uh, the, uh and it's not i'm not talking about it so you guys can then like jump on a link to the on ones that we have it's not what i'm trying to get at not trying to get at. i just hate the trend like if someone put them in front of me i'm like oh gross <laughs> like gross i am not playing with those <laughs> because uh, sorry my point was because the reason i bring it up was because of the content the codex content for the narrative for the game. Because it's important, John. Like, it's important, yes. man. Yeah. Like It's what we're in it for. Like, if it wasn't 40k, we wouldn't be buying these slightly, like, quite a lot more expensive models, and we wouldn't probably be so invested in it. If it wasn't for that that whole core of the game, without that, we, we'd all be playing, like, some other game. Would we? Doesn't need... I think so. Like, if there was another game that had that kind of... that. The way of kind of getting its tendrils into you because of the, the actual story in the background were that kind of okay. So interesting, I- interesting question, right? Actually, because I would say the three, I would say three other like um, top games at the minute that people are playing that aren't Warhammer related are, yeah, yeah that aren't done by Games Workshop. Sorry, so obviously there's yeah. Lord of the Rings sort of stuff are Marvel Crisis mm-hmm. Protocol. Yeah, yeah, with loads and loads of background. I guess, and obviously films, huge franchises. Yeah, um, yeah. So Marvel Crisis Protocol, uh, Song of Ice and Fire, and um, Legion, for... Star Wars Legion. Star Wars Legion, thank you. Star Wars yeah. Legion. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, with three huge IPs, right? Like, And also yeah. X-Wing. X-Wing's also a thing, 100%. Yeah. But I'm more mean like, and I know it's a miniatures game, but I do feel like X-Wing is different to those, those three and that whole conversation. I think X-Wing is its own thing. Like, I still think it's obviously a miniatures game. I just it's slightly less because it's the pre-painted element to it and the cards and stuff. It becomes a very different style of game. <laughs> just want to read out and uh, get these thing in the chat. Brother Captain Ponius, the objective is in sight. Where, brother? Over there with the army painter logo on it, next to the munition silo for the Emperor Brother. <laughs> exactly that. I just I can't. I can't. Uh... <laughs> Um, have you seen the absurd amount of cards and stuff he's bought? Yeah. Video? yeah, like that's what I'd agree. Uh, Kings of War as well. Uh, I guess so, MMX James, but I'm not sure Kings of War really has the narrative of like, when you're talking about the output of the Marvel Universe, the um, Song of Ice and Fire Universe, and Star Wars Universe, I don't think Kings of War necessarily like, compares in kind of scope to a general audience. My point is, though, yeah. is that while I don't know anything about the game systems at all, whenever I see... Uh, well, I do know a bit about Marvel yeah. Crisis Protocol, actually. Yeah, the story is yeah. like... So I see, when someone is playing Starks versus the Lannisters, and I see that as a miniatures game you and a picture on Twitter. It's a hustle, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, like I, I'm vibing on that. Like That's that's cool. Like I get the story. I think that's super, yeah. super important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think... It, it's the reason why people buy the games, not because of how the mechanics work. That may be a reason for some people, but for me, like Marvel Crisis Protocol, I heard it was a solid game to play. But also, more importantly, I'm a big superhero nerd, so it was a way of playing that that wasn't hero clicks. And it's exactly what you're saying. It's like it's not it's the background first, and then secondary is the game piece itself. 
Yeah, because it's like 100%. when I see, yeah, when I see, um, when I see, uh, like, uh, how can I, how can I put this in the right way? So when I see like a computer game clip, let's say you're scrolling through Reddit, right, and like yeah. a Valorant clip comes up, or I don't know, like I don't know any, I've never played the game, yeah, yeah. and there's also not a movie about it, and I don't, I don't get it at all. Like, just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. So, like, I see it, and I don't know who the what the thing is that I'm seeing, or I don't get the meme. I just don't get it because I'm mm. not in the universe. Whereas I see a Star Wars one, I get it, and like, and I guess that's true of every fandom. You have to actually get into the fandom to know. But I think when yeah. stuff is like cross media platform, like therefore has story to it, that's what I'm trying to get at. Which is why yeah. I think actually, uh, that if you look, the big studios really understand that. So Riot, as an example, have got a huge thing going at the minute. They've hired like authors. They're putting out actual stories. They've got like huge background development being done. They're also like taking their game and pushing it in loads of different ways. They're producing like different tar- versions of it. Yeah, like a TGC version. I'm pretty certain there'll be a miniatures version of it at some point. Pretty certain that there'll be a miniatures version. There's no reason they couldn't take the entire Marvel Crisis Protocol shell and just do that with their champs right now and do a miniatures game. Pretty certain that that's on the cards. Right, and that background narrative that they've created, and they've got loads of high loads of authors, so they understand the story is really, really important. Um, so anyway, I think Games mm. Workshop taking the codexes and putting less story in, which is the long version way of saying it, is probably not good for them in the long. But they've got enough established law, so like, give a fuck. They've got yeah. like a billion books you can read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there is a board game for League of Legends with miniatures. Is there? I did not know that. There is one. It's got uh, the minions and stuff, and it, it didn't look great as a board game nerd, so I was like, uh, pass. It probably is quite fun, but it's one of those things that if it doesn't scream out immediately, you're not going to dip into it. Yeah. Uh, so, Yes Meet Ball says, uh, F1 and football have twisted our expectations of how much we can tolerate advertising in our faces. I would agree. Absolutely. I also just don't, think it. It belo- I just don't think it belongs on a tabletop. It just doesn't no. make any sense. Like, Unless it's Blood Bowl. Yeah. Because it's a sport, but right? But then taking like, the piss it's... and you put like blood hammer, a uh, blood visor and stuff. It's meant to be a satire. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, if there's no... Uh, that's all the stuff we really had to talk about today. Plus yeah. some tangents and rants. Yeah, it's fun, is. right? Oh, that's fun. Uh, cool that's past fun. one. Yeah, we don't have to go anywhere. I just thought uh, I'd be conscious of the time. Unless anyone's got anything they want to chat about in the chat that's major or something that we think we've missed today. Um, I have got only terrain to paint for the whole day. That's my job, John. Uh, although, actually, uh, I'm putting Millie put on bases is what actually I'm doing today, not... Ooh, which yeah. bases, though? Uh, on the bases for the terrain. Do you want to oh, hold the chat and I'll, I'll go show you, yeah, you yeah. guys an example? All right, wait there one sec. You carry on. All right, let's have a look in the chat, then. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> extensively complains about the lack of Chaos Marine codes. Yeah, that's one that I'm itching to see with what they do now, so... I have a real suspicious feeling that the Chaos Space Marine Codex is not going to be the same as we're used to. So at the moment, there's no Emperor's Children or um, World Eaters narrative in the core book at all. So I think that book might become a very different book as a result. Say Rob. So um, Kodori was putting about the lack of a Chaos Space Marine Codex. I think that's going to be a really weird one and interesting one to see because of the lack of Empress Children and World Eaters narrative in the core book mm. makes me feel like that book's going to be one of those weird kind of split books where it's got supplements attached to it, perhaps. My question is, is why don't they 
like I, I've said this earlier already. I know <laughs> this show, but like if they don't do this, like it makes sense that you do the Chaos Space Marine book, and then you mm. have the additional supplement books, like you see. Yeah. Like, but whatever. I mean, the core book. Obviously, Thousand Suns should get its own book, like Death Guard. Yeah. Like, yeah, because they're different enough. It's weird, right? They're like, they're like, Death Guard is different enough, but Blood Angels aren't. And you're like... I think okay. the difference is they're still within the Imperium, whilst all the Chaos guys are... They've gone on their own like their own journey. It's like uh, the Chaos guys are more the equivalent of saying Craftworld and Rikari are the same thing, and they should be in the same book. But they're, they've, they're, at some point in time, they went separate ways, and the Chaos stuff's the same. That combined with the God and like all the stuff changing... Yeah, related like the, to their gods. There's also a point Sergeant Rolf wants me to point out in the chat, and I think it's super fair, is there's the creative element of Warhammer versus Star Wars, uh, Game of Thrones, and Marvel. Yeah. So when I am playing Game of Thrones, I'm role-playing, right? Like, I am the yeah. Starks, or the Lannisters, or even like a it's... subset of the Starks, or whatever. Yeah? Game of... Uh, it becomes and... it becomes more like um, like the way historical wargamers play, that you're you're trying to make it look like those things. Like, you're not going to paint... You might paint your Spider-Man in weird colours, but generally people are going to go, I'm painting it like I remember Spider-Man looking. And yeah. it'll be trying to fit to that, that kind of... It's that kind of simulation. Yeah, it's more of a simulation, 100%. Whereas Sergeant Roll pointed out, and super fair, you can just do your own thing. Like, you get to be creative in the hobby. And I think that that's yeah. excellent. There was some examples of them trying to foot stamp on the neck of us at some point a few years ago in a lot of the Age of Sigmar battle terms like your barrack this was in the KO book not this one but the one before must be painted in these colours for it to be those like there was like yeah, it was in off. the book and, and like the whole community was just like nope <laughs> nope I'm just gonna spray all my gold <laughs> I have never seen so much mugging off on Twitter in my life it was just like everyone was like not doing that um, <laughs> uh, yeah. so yeah I agree with you I think the creative element is super super good um uh, Kelbar says, "What's my view on this bot that's been shared with the community? I think it's great. I think JP's really talented. I think it's a super cool little tool. I don't think it's like a hundred percent accurate. Um, and I also think that like they're like anyway, yeah, like it's not based on like tons of data. Like it has got loads of data in it. Let me be clear. I think that like and it will only get better over time. That's my point. It's like like it'll be better as time goes on. I think JP's super clever and it's it's super cool to see." Uh, that stuff happening, I would say. Mm. I think the raw numbers are also sometimes a bit tough in some situations, like, and why the purpose of, like, having just the raw numbers is really useful, like when LLV would give me all the raw numbers, but it would take a good long conversation to turn those raw numbers into why we're seeing that example. It's, a, it's the context, right? Yeah, like, for instance, the sun, like, so, like, snapshot, what you'll have over the next couple of days is someone being like, sons of a hammer, there were three armies at two events and they all went four and one, and I'm like, okay, snapshot, yes, um, my thoughts are that once you played Sons of the Hammer once, you know what to do, and then you yeah. play it again. And I think, I think that I think compared to other armies, so just on release for some other armies, I know Sons of the Hammer aren't new, but tournaments are pretty much new again. So let's just be yeah. clear. Um, uh, upon release, normally what happens is you get a big spike in wins for an army, and then it generally decreases over time. Generally, sometimes not. Sometimes it spikes big and stays big. Uh, Sinesh, Flesh Eat Courts uh, are examples of stuff that spiked big and stayed big. In fact, got bigger. Uh, Daughters of Cain spiked big, stayed big. Uh, I think Sons of Behemoth, like, I don't think they're even necessarily going to spike big. I think it's just been a weekend of data. And I think that's one of the other things about generally the data sets anyway is sometimes they just they need some analysis because we don't have the volume of data that we generally get. Uh, so I think this bot's an, an amazing thing, but you still do need to like yeah. read between the numbers. And some people will also use those numbers 
Um, like, so what some people will do is they'll just like separate out. Like, they'll pass. Like, look at the top ten. The factions. There's so many different factions in the top ten. You're like, well, okay, you're being disingenuous because actually there are three players that went five and zero, oh, and there are four players that went four and one. Let's say, yeah, and then everything else is like three twos or whatever. Right, so you're being you're being like the top ten is just an arbitrary line that you've drawn yeah. because it's some sort of round number. So like you've got to like sometimes you've just got to like break it through. But this yeah. bot, excellent JP, excellent yeah. Meta Breakers is cool. Really like that, big fan. So because uh, to me, I think awesome. it'd be more interesting. Like if say you said four and one for two, um, but Suns Bermat lists, it'd be interesting to see out of those eight that lost to them, how many of them had played a single game against the, that book. Yeah, yeah, I think that... it'd be surprisingly high, right? That's that they wouldn't have. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there we go. Uh, that, I think I hope that answers the question. Uh, do I think Stormcast uh, are going to be the next chamber? Hundred uh, percent. Right. This is what I'm doing today, John. I'll just drop some off. So I don't oh, know if nice. you guys can... Oh no, it's bloody yellow, so you guys can't see. It's. it's really I can out. see it, but they can't see it. Uh, <laughs> right, Very so, bright. I know. Well, that's just the the filament that I've used. So this is a piece of MDF. Boop, boop, boop. Um, I've yep. shaved the sides off. Like so, like uh, with a scalpel, soft like, it, yeah, big blade, so like it fits into the board more. So right now, I've put a bunch of milliput around it, uh, just to create some different heights and layers, uh, and also to pin in the bits of terrain, as you guys can see yep. here. And then I'm doing that with like a board's worth of stuff. So this is my crystal board. So this is nine by five, which is the size of a piece of forty k woods. Uh, and then this one, yeah, is well, guys, you're going to be able to see the top as well. It looks cool though with that little feature. That's super sweet. Yeah. It's cool, eh? Um, yeah. But uh, so again, same thing. And then all I'm going to do is add. Uh, I bought some like crystals um, and some sand. Buy them from Tom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some crystals and sand, and then that's all going to go on top of it. And then I'm going to spray the whole piece, and then start painting it properly. So I'm, that's what I'm doing today. It doesn't take that long, really, um, and didn't no. take that much that much milliput to do. Um, I, I just really like milliput. It sets really well. It's got a super nice texture. I think it looks really good. It like you can you can pull it up in places where it just uh, so like you can I don't know if you guys can see super well but right here it's kind of raised up a little bit and it's just created yeah like and then once I do sand and other stuff it it just feels yeah. like a little bit natural in some ways yeah because um, you're adding organic shapes to it so it's not all just uniform because there's nothing worse than just putting sand on a flat surface it just looks like a flat surface yeah 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 uh, so yeah like so that that's what I'll be spending the day doing today and it's quite interesting uh, doing that like what you stick on the bit of wood because then. What you end up with this as a piece of terrain, this is important. So these individual pieces, you know, I can't see them, it's such a fuck up. I picked out the yellow one of all of them. Um, but as you can so, see, this piece, that they're three individual pieces that are printed out. So you could put that out as one piece of terrain, but then it just becomes yeah. weird. Like, honestly, whereas this, as like a like a, a square shape like set, um, mm. just put that down, like color match it to the board so that you can't really see it, but you kind of know it's there sort of thing. Like, yeah. And then... You're like, okay, I've taken up quite a large volume with these three pieces, and this is going to count as like a forest. So it'll be obscuring, basically. So, like, yeah. the magical energies from the crystals of obscured yes. line of sight. So, yeah. it's a similar approach I've been doing this week. So, I tried to figure out a solution to the kill team Necron terrain. Right. I've had a couple of people say, I don't want it. You can have them. And I went, right, I'm going to make something good out of this shit. And I've just done exactly that. I've got the, the footprint of a wood put enough of it so that you can put some kind of interesting shapes of them i'm going to make it so they're sticking out of the um kind of the martian crust to look like it's a two mold coming out but i've, I've designed it so that you can get 10 32 more bases on it as well like a wood 
okay. And then you've got that that kind of difference of terrain. Because I think that's what we're missing at the moment, right? It's, it's buildings or nothing, or just a big thing. Yeah, I it's guess the, so. It's the I, area terrain we're missing, isn't it? In, yeah, I think so. In 4K I think, at like, least. I so. think that there's some additional stuff that like I could put on a board to make a board look a little bit more alive. But then you can just yeah. say to players, like the stuff that's on the MDF, you can't move. Yeah. But like if I put like a random hill or wall, not yeah. a hill, that's too big, a wall, like some scattered terrain, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I can just be like, you guys, if you guys, if that's in your way, just fuck it off. Just move it out of the way. Like yeah. you're cool. Um, yeah. But like having functional, so like this, I know this seems weird, but like I think this is really nice. Actually, I think this makes loads of sense. So if you've got, yeah. you know, this is on the board, and again, these individual pieces, you've just got a unit here. They're safe now, so you could easily yeah. put like 10, 10, 10 people behind this, or like a unit, yeah. and they're obscuring, which is super cool. And you just yeah. make it so that they can pass through it. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. we need it's more practical hits. and pretty, and I think that's something that everyone needs more of in their games. I could also just, like Connery says, buy the 12,000 Wildwoods that are on eBay for 30p each. I did look, and it was it was hard work trying to get people to send them to, to places, and they're kind of hard to ship with all the spindly like trees. And also, they're fucking annoying to play with, right? Oh, they're the worst. I mean, if you, as long as you don't glue the trees in, they're actually... If, yeah. the, if you if you don't glue the trees in, Wildwoods are incredible pieces of terrain. You just have them and in. And without the leaves as well. I mean, no, you the just leaves. take them off. Like you, you yeah. just you just don't glue them in, so you have them in there, and he's yeah. like, if you guys need to, you just take them off and work around it. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so visit a couple of local game stores now. Have a DOK book and spell some more Necrons. Go, good work, Lordwin. Uh, all right, oh, yes. John, let's get going today. Been good, yeah. You need to get on some work, and I need to go produce a video for a certain next week. Yeah. So next Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the audience of the crowd, yeah, get hype, get serious, get whoop, real. Whoop. Uh, it's our it's the 369th. It's the Stream Street first birthday next Sunday, Monday no 12 midday no Sunday sorry so week today <laughs> Sunday <Nailed> until <laughs> midday until 10 p.m. That's what we've got going on. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be a whole day, loads of guests. It's going to be just a general hangout celebrating. John is actually doing a super cut. Uh, so John, Matt, and sorry again, big shout out to those three. They're doing a super cut of their favorite clips from the past year. If any of you listen to the podcast or watching live, (laughs) you have a favorite clip and you want to send it to us um, that John can throw into the mashup video, let us know. So tweet us. Just let me know the timestamp and the date and it's fine. Yeah, if you guys guys want to timestamp. So a really easy thing you can do is if you go back to the clips on YouTube or if you go to the clips on Twitch, any of those, just grab a clip, grab the timestamp, just send it to us. Um, and then put it all together. Uh, how salty will the clips be? So salty. There's so many times of. I think I'm going to have at least five or six of Rob going. It's Stream Streak. Um, <laughs> the number. I can't remember this. And it's just. It's I gave every up other after episode. like. I gave up after like 200. I was like, whatever. Who cares? Like, I don't care. Age is just a number. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what a way to end the show. Uh, 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 Right, you're all brilliant. Uh, Thanks very much for being here. You're all amazing people. Uh, John, you're great. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you to everyone on Patreon. Anyone who joins Patreon, like, it's super, um, like, it really, really is appreciated. And if you don't, that's fine. Or if you have and you can't afford to anymore, that's also cool. Like, live your life. But thanks for being brilliant. Have a nice day. Look after yourselves. See you tomorrow. Oh, wait, no. See you later tonight, 7.30 tonight. Me, Neil, and Tom discussing the 
WTC parent system is going to be so fucking good. I'll see you there. Bye.